0: Hello? Hey, what's up?
1: Nothing. Can you hear me?
0: I hear you. Can you hear me?
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. How's it
0: going? I'm going good. So, yeah, what are you up to today? Uh today just getting errands done, getting my workout in. Uh just another day for me.
1: <laughs> nice. How about you?
0: Um just doing a bunch of random shit that I
1: do every day. <laughs> right now i'm sitting in my laundry room with a foam over my head because it's so loud where i'm at right now (laughs) nice yeah Yeah. so kevin and i how long have we known each other
0: um i say for a few months now right yeah so and then we finally met Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so you have a pretty interesting story and so, are you open to sharing that with us today? Absolutely. All right.
0: So, Kevin, take it away. All right. Well, um, where do I start? I'm a cancer survivor. I was born with a rare form of ca- a pediatric cancer called neuroblastoma. And uh, it wasn't detected right away. So, like, when you're little, when you're born, you, uh, you go home and natural you know made normal and all that so um it all started with the first time my mom found me in my crib and i stopped breathing and she was able to revive me we went to er and then once she went up to the doctors they just brushed it off and they told her that it was just the way i was laying in my crib so not like to six. worry about it yeah okay. it's just kind of like br- they brushed her off so you know we went home and to be honest, the exact timetable, I don't know, but it happened a second time. So, and that second time, my mom was able to revive me again. So, back to the ER and back to the same response from the doctors. And were you an so, infant at this time? Yes, I was. I was probably only uh, a couple weeks old, or maybe a month old at the time. I don't know the exact amount. Okay. And um, so, but at the second time, my mom got in the car, she was sitting in the back seat with me and my aunt drove at the time because my dad was working. And once she was on their way, when they were on their way home, I stopped breathing again. So this time we're in the middle of traffic and my mom's not able to revive me. So somehow my aunt was able to maneuver through go back to er and my mom rushes in in a panic and crying and she says do you believe me now and she puts me in the arms of medical staff and they they so they finally were able to revive me so that's when they decide to run tests and come to find out that i had a, a large tumor the size of uh orange compressing against my lungs oh my and gosh my esoph- and my esophagus
1: Oh, my gosh. So,
0: yeah. And the scan, when they did a scan, it also showed that I had a second one a tumor, the same size, but this was on my lower spine, and it was traveling up. And you're a baby. So an orange is pretty mm-hmm. damn big. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And these, mass, these tumors were actually growing in time fairly quick. So by the time that I had the surgery to remove... Uh, they removed the first one, and then by the time they removed the second one, it was already located to the lower uh, lower end of my brain stem. And doctor said if there would have been an eighth of an inch higher, I would have been brain dead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So in the time frame of being only a couple months old, I've had a total of five surgeries, And three, I believe three of those were spinal fusions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And this was only, like I said, I was very young. And in that time frame, I was unable to take chemotherapy Mm -hmm. because they they said you would have to be at least the age of one. Oh my gosh. So in that time spent in the NICU, I was in the dark and uh, my mom was there day in and day out. My dad would come and visit when he could because you know he had to work and I have two older sisters so he was taking care of them and raising them and um, they were there for quite some time until I was able to have
1: chemotherapy oh so you got chemo later on after you were one
0: yeah I had they had to wait till I was one and then they they began chemo but a crazy crazy side story to that is that around that time that I was born and diagnosed, there were two more children born with the same type of cancer. In your area or just in the world? At that that hospital. No shit. Yeah. Um, So, Have you uh, met them? No. Well, no, unfortunately, because, um, at that time that my mom was spent in the NICU, the two others were getting weaker and then their families were not there as often. Yeah. And one by and one by one, they each passed away. And at that time, my mom was fearing that I was next. Right. But I was a, but I was the only one who made it out of that hospital. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, just shit of luck, in the middle of chemotherapy, I broke my right arm. Oh gosh. Yeah well that happened because i was sitting on one of those old train toys the one with the wheels on them i don't know if you've ever seen those yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was sitting on it and i just i suddenly lost my balance or who knows and i fell off to the side not a hard fall but i fell off to the side and um, all my body weight landed on my right arm and ended up breaking it so the reason why it broke is because my bones were so fragile from the chemo. Yeah. So I was, so they, was, they were brittle. And that is the reason why the stu- the growth is stunted on my right hand and my right arm. I don't know if you noticed that when I was out there.
1: No, I didn't at all, actually.
0: Yeah, so I, that's the reason for that.
1: Oh, wow. So you've kind of been unstoppable from the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that. And You know, what's crazy is that I remember when I broke my arm. You do not. Really? I swear. I was. I remember sitting on that little train and I remember sitting there in, in the garage with my dad. My dad was doing something and I remember falling and then I don't remember anything else.
1: So do you like trains <laughs> now or no? <laughs>
0: um, I don't have any hard feelings. I mean, okay, I just take it as, as a shit of luck. Yeah, just know?
1: being little and adventurous.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't until I was the age of six until I was considered cancer-free. Oh, wow. So due to all those surgeries, it left me with a walking disability, the curvature in my spine, and the head tilt that I have. Yeah.
1: So how was that navigating when you were younger?
0: You know... I for mean, my now, to be fair, you,
1: uh-huh. I get tired before you do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, I just go at my pace. That's just pretty much how I was, I was taught. That's how I was raised. You know, I'm, I'm very thankful and very grateful for my childhood because... Yeah, I went through a lot to fight for my life, and I just kept that mindset of keep going, and I'm just fortunate, very fortunate that I learned from both my parents. It's a big part of what made me who I am today. Yeah, so did you try to, like, chase
1: after your sisters and keep up, or did they kind of cater to you? What were they like?
0: You know what, with my sisters, there was really no, like... Competition or anything like that, and I was never to, until this day I've never been treated different. They're you like,
1: know? "No, Kevin, you need to wash your own dishes," kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I've, it's always been that way, and you know, I'm very grateful for that because I I don't want to be treated different, never have. And you know, in the beginning, when you meet somebody new or make new friends, they may at first act that way but once they get to know me and they're like this dude can hold his own you know yeah you know can make jokes we can act the same but people from the outside looking in they're like oh no he needs help he needs (laughs) this and that and I'm like nah don't get it twisted
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're like actually I'm pretty sure you're gonna get tired before me
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember because when we
1: were hanging out, I was like, all right, I need to go take a nap. And you're like, what? No, no naps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I told you, I'm part machine. Yeah. You, you weren't kidding, <laughs> were you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's pretty obvious with, the, with my leg braces and the crutches to kind of give it away now. You're right. You have more metal than
1: I do. <laughs> so <laughs> growing up, and like, did you go to like, regular school? Were you homeschooled? What was growing up like?
0: No, I did go to a regular school um, throughout my childhood. And uh, I started off at a at a program school that there's the only one around me that catered to those with disabilities and uh, maybe if you're permanently in a wheelchair or not. Um, I've never been permanently in a wheelchair. I did when I was younger for long distances. Uh, I had walkers. Uh, then i was introduced to forearm crutches and that's what i've stuck to since so i started i had a year and a half i believe in a, a, at school that program and then i went on to a i don't like to use the word normal but i went a on public? to a regular yeah, yeah. A regular public school yeah and uh, you know i learned later on that my parents and well my whole family they were always Nervous and scared about he's going to be picked on or how he would adapt into those areas. But I was just quick learner and I just went with it and made friends. Don't get me wrong, there were times that I was picked on, but I never focused on that. And then anytime that I was, there was always someone there to back me up. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate for that.
1: That's awesome. Are you still friends with those people to this day?
0: There are some, yeah. Actually my my best friends, my 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 boys. Yeah. <laughs> I've had I've known them since we were in diapers. <laughs> and you know, I'm very fortunate for that, for those friendships and and all the friendships to have. So where did you grow up?
1: Kevin, where did you
0: grow up? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, Where did you grow up? I grew up in, uh, I'm still here in Southern California. I grew up in a small town called Artesia. Um, Born and raised, still here. And uh, I'm Portuguese-American, so I grew up in a Portuguese culture. Can you explain to us what that's like? The Portuguese culture? Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very traditional, uh, old school, I guess you could say. Um, We have our festivals, quite a few festivals during the year. Uh, We have bullfights and stuff like that. And then about a couple of years ago, I joined in on helping out with committees and uh, I help out where I can. And uh, one of my Talents that I picked up is everybody loves when I'm a bartender.
1: Oh, God. I can see that. You're very personable.
0: (laughs) It it just becomes uh, a show, I guess, where you just have conversations and people love it when I bartend and I make sure I pour nicely as you're supposed to. (laughs) And uh, yeah, just enjoy the environment. It's just what I've been brought up on. So what does Portuguese food taste like? It's a lot of a meat, potato, and bread diet. That sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, it is. With many different seasonings, and there's quite a few different dishes. I've learned to pick up on some of them. I can make a few, but the thing is, whenever I cook, I always cook for... A whole army. Yeah. I never, never small portions. That's just how we're brought up.
1: <laughs> Is it like a sign of love or a, um, like, act of love, as yeah. we say?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, back for my parents, was for my dad's side, my mom just has one sibling. But my dad, he has many siblings. So, and they grew up on a farm back in the old country. So, You know, they were, they always cooked a lot, and then whatever was left over, it went to the next day, and, you know, so on and so forth, because, you know, times were hard. Yeah. Back then, but, yeah, that's just, anytime you try to cook and try to be doing portions, good luck. It ain't gonna work.
1: (laughs) So, when you're bartending, are you more of, like, a shots guy, or beer guy, or mixed drink, or...?
0: You know, it's more mixed drinks, and I wish there was more shots, because it would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what are some us...
0: weird... What's that? Go ahead. I said, there's been a lot of different weird names for drinks, and they just throw me off. And then um, I'm like, okay, why couldn't you just say this instead of whatever you call it? Yeah. So, you know, there's been many times of that.
1: So you've gone on some adventures lately. Did you want to talk about any of those?
0: Yeah. Um, well, recently was my Colorado trip, which was absolutely amazing. Was um, that your first time flying? Flying by myself. Yes.
1: Oh, hell yeah!
0: Yeah, that trip was a, a lot of firsts for me.
1: Do you mind sharing those firsts for us?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, first would be the flying by myself. How Second nervous? Would be...
1: Hold on. How nervous was your family? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my mom was very nervous. She's always, she's always been that type. Anytime I go and uh, do something, if it's by myself, she is very nervous. Because I like to – sometimes I like to go on road trips by myself, go visit family up north, and I did that actually two weeks ago. And she, she's always nervous, but, you know, I'm the I'm her youngest. So it, I, I'm always going to have that rap because being <laughs> the youngest, you know, you're always a, a baby in the family. Yeah. So that, that's never going to change. And I know that I'm 33 now. And sometimes <laughs> when I go drive somewhere, she'll be like, oh, that's far. But my mom, I'm 33. I'm good. I'm not, I didn't just get my license yesterday. <laughs> right. <laughs> but love her for that because never wanted her to change. Yeah. Okay. So
1: the first was flying solo. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What was another first?
0: Another first was the... Writing the side-by-sides. Well, actually, let me go back. The first, well, the first was first time going to Colorado. Okay. I've never, I've never been out there before. And then after that, it would have to be the side-by-sides.
1: Do you want to tell us about your, your side-by-side experience?
0: Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. And, you know, I was nervous. I wasn't going to deny it or hide it but especially when uh, Tim wanted me to drive with the hand and gas brake system. I've never done anything that, like that before in my life, but I've always been more so with that trip, I told myself I'm gonna be open to new things and just absorb it, take it all in. And that's what I did. I set myself up to do that. And whenever I attempt something new, I'm so focused on it that I just want to get it right. Not that I'm trying to be perfect, but I just want to, I want to get the whole, you know, like the whole understanding of it and learn it. I want to, you know what I mean? I want to do it right. So when it came to those and I told Tim, I was like, okay, I trust you, but I'm going to tell you from the beginning, I'm going to fuck up somewhere. And when I do, (laughs) after I do, after I do that, it's on and sure enough it luckily it happened early yeah i mean i wasn't happy with myself that i got stuck and i relived it when i saw the video that was posted <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah you, you had to throw that in there <laughs> it's good it makes you human <laughs> less oh yeah, yeah. for sure Oh, <laughs> uh, for sure so and then i just you know that whole moment. And then, you know, what's funny about being bilingual is you can get away with saying some stuff because you're not sure how some people are around you if you cuss. Yeah. So (laughs) I, you know, said a few cuss words in Portuguese and then I realized, wait a minute, on this whole intercom system. Somebody's going to catch on and ask me what that was. Yeah. (laughs) But nobody did. And so Then I believe the next day that I was talking to Cody and Kirsty, and I was like, Hey, you get pay attention that I was speaking a different language. And Cody's like, No, but I heard something, but I didn't think about it. I'm like, yeah. So long story short, I taught them some cuss words. Oh gosh. Before I left. (laughs) Well, I
1: mean, the side by side drive was beautiful. All the flowers, I mean, we were up there for hours, right? Had lunch. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful day and we saw like 20 elk yeah oh man when i saw that i wanted to take one so bad It's <laughs> always been on my bucket list to go on a hunt oh really yeah so i'm hoping one day
1: that i get to do that so you had another first on the trip as well right yeah there was the the
0: rafting the river rafting
1: nice so what do you think about that
0: You know i was nervous again of course and uh but the moment that i listened to the rules and how to properly sit and all that and i know (laughs) i know that kirsty was nervous like she even said when she was sitting behind like off to the side behind me she would put her hands out like all nervously like a mom (laughs) trying to hold me up and she she told me after and i started laughing but once I got like, once, once again once I get the hang of something I figure it out and uh, once I felt how the water is and all that and then the rough spots I just it felt good and then it was so relaxing.
1: Yeah it
0: is super relaxing. it's a great
1: time just the whole trip was by too fast. And then when you went back home you had another first.
0: Yeah, I went on a little adventure with my cousins and some close friends. They planned a motorcycle, tri- uh, motorcycle road trip. So my cousin Carlos, we've been planning it for about a year. And the problem is that to get a motor, I rode in a sidecar and to get a motorcycle with a sidecar over here is slim pickings. It's really hard. Not many people rent them out. So the last two times that we tried, the people that were renting them canceled on us. Oh, no. Yeah. One was mechanical failure that he couldn't get fixed. And the other one was just, it was just odd because he canceled the night before our trip.
1: Oh, that's lame. So,
0: yeah. So my cousin's like, I promise you, we're going to get one. And when we do, we're going on a road trip. I said, I'm So it happened to be the week after I came back from Colorado. We went from here to San Diego. the long way.
1: Was that exhilarating? Did you get a rush out of it? Was it scary? Like, I would be scared as shit.
0: It was exhilarating. It's definitely an adrenaline rush. And, I'm, you know, I'm into stuff like that. But I ain't gonna lie. There were some moments where I was like, oh shit, we're really doing this. <laughs> you it, guys had it, 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 you guys got
1: jackets right or vests
0: we had our vests and but we had uh so another one of my cousins had the idea well a few of them had the idea let's get shirts made for the trip and I'm like hey you guys are going a little overboard with this I'm like we don't need to be going all out they're like no, nope, we're going all out it's all for you and you know I greatly appreciate all that they did and everything and it's definitely a memorable. I know it's a lot of fun. They had personalized shirts. So each one of us have a nickname and
1: Okay. So sorry if you got
0: kicked off. So tell us about your nickname now. My nickname. So ever since I was little, my dad would call me crazy. He always said, "Oh, you're crazy!" Because anything I set my mind to, I wouldn't stop until I did it. Yeah, it's a big part of it is being stubborn, <laughs> and I just, I just kept going, kept going. So then, as I got older, about the time when I, I saw so my first truck, and I'm like, you know what? I want personalized license plates. So I tried to apply for C R Z Y kev it was taken and i was bummed out so i was bummed out and then a buddy of mine that was at the time actually i'm still friends with he texted me he goes hey go on the D M V website and type this in so i saw it and i said 5150 and it put kev i'm like what is that what are those numbers did i do it so I looked it up, looked at the definition, come to find out it's police and medical code for crazy, and they also endanger self-endangered to society. So <laughs> I, I laughed, and I'm like, dude, I love it. Thank you. So I went on the website, applied, got it, purchased it, and it's been mine since. And then ever since then, instead of going by Crazy Kev, everyone just yells out 5150. I love it.
1: So you drive a regular ass truck, right? Sure do. That's amazing. You can hop in and you can drive any vehicle.
0: Yeah. Any, anyone, as long as not Stick Shift. Because I, I, I still don't trust myself with that. Yeah.
1: Well, I think a lot of people don't. So you're not alone.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the, fun, the funny thing is, is that when I was, so when I was 16, and I went to get applied for my license. I did the whole written and everything. Everything was good. It was time to do the driving and the driving instructor looked at me and he goes, we can't go. And I looked at him I go, what's going on, why? He goes, you need the hand system, hand brake and gas. I'm like, no, sir, I don't. I'm driving with my feet. So he kept brushing it off and I go, are you denying me? I'm like, if that's so, we're gonna have problems, dude. This, is not, you know, I'll, I'll get somebody else. And yeah. my mom's like, my mom's like, don't test him, don't push him. But <laughs> he's gonna, he, he, you know, you're you're getting him to the point where he wants to prove you wrong, and he will. Don't don't limit him. And I told, her, and so I got my mom's, I look at my mom and I smiled. I said, May I have your keys? So I took the keys. She goes, Where are you going? I said, Hey, you, let's go. <laughs> oh, so, so we walked outside, hopped in the car, did everything you wanted, went for a spin around the block. He didn't say a word. So I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if I passed. Yeah. So, got out of the car. He still stayed outside. I walked in. My mom goes, where is he? I'm like, I don't know. He's outside. I don't know what happened. She goes, what did you do? I'm like, I did everything he asked me. Yeah. There shouldn't be a problem. So he walked in with a clipboard up in the air, put his hands up and he goes, I'm never gonna question this man again, this man again. <laughs> Here we go, you passed. I said, thanks, walked right yeah.
1: out. Oh my gosh, I love that. That is amazing,
0: don't limit me. No, and you know what, that's actually, it was that moment, that was the, one of the first moments where I, I realized my disability. It, it wasn't until then it wasn't until society made me realize that I was different. Oh, wow. Cause my whole childhood, I knew there were some differences, but I never focused on them. I never dwelled upon it. I always wondered like, why do I need this walker? Or why do I need, you know, these braces? Cause I had braces back then too for some time. And then when I got older, I didn't have them. So I, I wondered about it, but I never, focused on it. I always just enjoyed my childhood like, hey, you want to go play baseball? Let's go. Want to go play basketball? Let's go. Or if my dad was doing something, I would just my whole, ever since I was little, I would always try to mimic my dad. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to work on everything he was working on. I was like, I was his right hand man. Yeah, and so you,
1: you oh. noticed that you did things differently, but you didn't see it as a problem.
0: No. And then and my, society my...
1: said, hey, Kevin, you can't do this. And you're like, bitch, yes, I can.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was until then, till it was pointed out. And then I started to, you know, I started to question some things. And, you know, when you're a teenager and all that, and then, um, then it just it went on from there. And then that's when I started to learn about my past a little more. It wasn't that my parents were keeping it from me. It's just they... They wanted, I know that they wanted to wait till I wanted to ask. Yeah, that's fair. They, they just wanted me to, to enjoy. And and I greatly, you know, I appreciate that 100%. And I, that's what I, you know, I love that. And
1: that's how I went. That's amazing. I know. And you're so freaking positive. <laughs> Some days when I'm having a shit day, I'm pretty vulnerable online. So I like to be like, man today sucks. And you're like, come on, buddy, keep it up. And I'm like, can I just be negative today? No, Kevin won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) So I I appreciate that.
0: No, of course. I mean, that's what I've learned is that your mindset, as long as your mind and heart are in the right place, anything can be done. Yeah, we all have shitty days, but we just got to power through.
1: So would you say, like, if someone's like listening to this and Like, if they saw someone that was differently abled, like, what would be your advice to them? Like, do you think it's appropriate to just, like, go up and just ask how they're doing or, like, what?
0: I would, you know, honestly, I would say just have a a regular conversation. I hate the word normal, but, of of course, again, I'm using it. Just have a regular conversation. (laughs) Just a, I don't know if you want to get standard or whatever. Just have a conversation with them because the one thing that was, Constantly done that bothered me from uh, from others coming up to me is making the mistake that you're if you have a physical disability that you automatically have a mental disability. Okay, and that that's you know that's one thing I try to share with with everyone is that don't automatically assume that it's hand in hand. Right. You know, just talk once you talk and you start to listen, you're like, okay, you kind of get the the gist of what this person is about how they are. And then just have a conversation, you know, don't, don't automatically just put those two together.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, having kids, it's like, I've always taught Ian, you know, like when you see someone that's different than you, you know, just treat them the same way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. because you're normal, whatever that means. I mean, we're all a
0: little cuckoo. <laughs> we're
1: all a little 5150, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah we, all, we all have... Uh, exactly. We're all... And it, it would be boring as hell if we were all the same. 100%. We, you know, we all have qualities that resemble and they're similar. Um, but everyone's different. It's just whether you you gel with that person or you know or you don't but you still treat them the same and you still respect them you're like hey that's your, that's your, the way you think and that's how you are okay but if someone's going to be negative around me i'm going to put them in check i'm like no nah, don't br- don't bring that around yeah and like when so- or when someone says oh man my life's really hard and i just look at them and i'm like hey i'm not trying to get no sympathy over here or any of this but Trust me, it can always be worse. And do uh, you want to take a mile in my shoes? Let me know what's up. Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of things that people will take for granted. Like, shit, you know, when you get ready for the day, putting on shoes, it it, it takes me a little longer because I have to put on these braces now. You know, and it's a little extra time. In the beginning, when I first got them, it was – I was frustrated because, you know, I felt like it was uh, – holding me back. But, you know, we learn to find a system that works and, you know, eventually I got the hang of it and put these things on pretty quick and I'm ready to go out the door, go to the gym or go do whatever I need to go do.
1: So if you could give anyone some advice,
0: what, what would it be? Honestly, it would have to be, whenever you're working on something, don't rush it. However long it's meant to take, it will take, because it shows its purpose.
1: Did my therapist call you and tell you to tell me that?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? I feel attacked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But I've caught myself many times where I'm trying to rush something, or I think it's going like, oh, this will be really quick to do, and it'll just – right away, I'll show you like, nope. Like when I tried to customize, well, not try, I did. When I customized my braces, I'm like, yeah, I could get this one done in about an hour and a half. (laughs) Nope, took me three days. And I I decided to go, I decided to try something different. Instead of paint, I did an anodized paint. And then I learned, hey, it's not the process that you've learned from other painting. It's a whole different world. And I went a whole, almost a whole week without that brace. And man, did my leg hurt.
1: <laughs> but you got it done.
0: I got it done and it, well worth it now.
1: Is there anything you would like to, else that you would like to share
0: with us? Um, yeah, uh, honestly, it would have to be, you know, there was a time where one of my first memories of doing something on my own that wasn't perfect it would have to be my the first time that i that my dad let me cut the grass in our yard and i was eight years old at the around eight years old at the time and it was the first time he taught me how to go how to do it on my own and the first time using power equipment I was at nervous. Eight? <laughs> yeah <and> when, <laughs> growing up it was i'm the you know i'm the only son but he uh oh yeah well, i was using power equipment early Oh gosh, <laughs> and uh, i was nervous you know and i wanted to make him proud and you know you want to be like him and even though i messed up on a section where i turned too quick and it went from a nice green patch to a bald brown dirt <laughs> area yeah and uh i looked over at my dad and i'm like oh shit!" and he just yeah, he was mad, but he still laughed. And he told me, you can't rush it. You got to go at your own speed and you got to focus. And those words have pretty much been the tone of my life. And, you know, unfortunately, he's no longer here. Uh, he passed away. The anniversary is coming up uh, next week. And, um, you know, when I was getting ready for this podcast and writing down notes, it, uh, I realized that that special moment, a happy moment was also tied into a sad one because <clears throat> when he passed away, it was, we were doing yard work together. Oh, yeah. He had a massive heart attack. Oh my gosh. I am So, so it's just, it's just crazy how the connection of things in life. Um, Cause I'm a big believer in numbers yeah. and they tell us, you know, they kind of either they'll remind you of something or they'll be significant in some way and, uh, or just how events happen and just the timing of things of what, you know, from when I was little to what I've gone through all the way up to now. You know, it's just, it, I'm feeling it's meant to happen in that process. So that's why when I said, about allowing things to take its process that's supposed to take as long as it's supposed to. That's what it is. And where I'm at today, I'm much happier than where I was, I would say, back when, you know, 10 years ago when I lost my dad. Yeah. It was, a dark t- it was a very dark time for me, you know, losing one of your pillars, one of your best friends, one of your biggest supporters and all that. Yeah. And, you know, just how to cope with that and how to move forward in a way, that you grow. And then just the timing of from that, and then my own, I've had some health issues, you know, that led to me needing the braces again, and um, just learning to work through it, and take what I've learned. And also the knowledge that I've gained over the past couple of years, the um, amazing people that I've gotten to know, you included, and and Kirstie, and then what she's taught me and everything. And it's just, it's a big part of what's made me who I am today and, uh, and just a success of how I've overcome things and the mindset. It's just, I'm, I'm happy and I, I look forward to whatever challenges may come my way, what other adventures that are coming up, which I have a couple wind up and uh, just enjoy each day one at a time.
1: All right. So are people welcome to follow you? Because I know your page is private.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, Kevin, thank you for sharing today. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being so vulnerable with us. Oh No problem. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. All right. Well, and we got a crying baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell tell, tell Judah said hi.
1: She, she's like, wrap it up, my people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you soon, Kevin. All right. Talk to you right, later.
1: Take care. You guys already know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe, and share with your motherfucker
0: friends.
1: Bye.